0: Welcome to the Art of Money Podcast with Art McPherson. Thanks for listening to the Art of Money Podcast, artofmoneyradio.com for more information or to schedule that initial consultation. Appreciate you subscribing. Now, let's get to the show. Luke McCarty said some new content from the McPherson Financial Group up on YouTube. What you post now?
1: Yeah, new video. It's about our recent portfolio changes. We had a video about about a month ago up on you know kind of our, our thoughts and views going into the fourth quarter. And then we made some recent changes last week to some of our bond exposure, um, we were kind of short on the curves, so we were kind of in short term bonds, and now we're going out a little bit in duration. So we're going, you know, from a short term position in bonds to going out maybe seven, eight years, and some of the funds and what that does for us is it allows us to buy those bonds at 88, you know, 87, 88 cents on the dollar, if and when the Fed reduces interest rates, which I think they're done um the market's expecting you know three more pauses and then a rate cut we'll see what happens with the data but it feels like the fed is close to being done um, the risk of course of owning longer term bonds is that you know if the fed keeps raising interest rates you lose money but um you know we, we feel like we're close to the end of that end of that curve and we also added in some even longer duration and more of our riskier models um, you know 20 plus year treasuries that are down 50 60 From their peak. So it feels like now is a good time to start adding in the bonds. Now, if you've owned bonds through this whole time, right, you're probably down 15 to 20%. So you probably just want to hold on to them and see that rebound. But what we're doing is taking things that were very short term, that didn't really lose money last year, kind of more like money markets in short duration and adding in more bond risk, you could say, but it it, it works on the flip side when the Fed starts cutting rates. Some great informational videos from Luke McCarty. You can find that YouTube. Just put a search on McPherson Financial Group, correct? Yes, YouTube.com. We have a channel, uh, McPherson Financial Group. You can see our videos. You can see some of our podcasts. You'll see that recent video I'm talking about. You'll also see our, our fourth quarter outlook um, You know, from a couple weeks ago. That coincides with, you know, a Santa Claus rally.
0: Go to YouTube McPherson Finance Group. Short, informative videos from Luke McCarty. And if you need more information, artofmoneyradio.com. You're talking about bonds right there, Luke. And there was an article I saw in the Wall Street Journal that echoes what we've all seen recently. That 60-40 portfolio mix is failing as interest rates continue to hold fast heading into 2024. Should pre-retirees look at different investment blends with 60-40 not working?
2: Well, basically, Mark, you're going to need to do something, aren't you? Because if it's not working, that means you're not able to get the growth out of that portfolio that you need to also generate the income you need. What they mean by not working, Luke had talked about bonds a little bit. He said if you've owned bonds the last three years, you're down 22%. That's supposed to be your safe money. So your safe money that's supposed to maybe go down 2 or 3% a year is lost 22%. How do you make that back up? Well. Typically, you can make that up on the growth side or on your uh, more aggressive side of the portfolio on that other 60%. Uh, but that's also been struggling in the last two years. So when you look at the Dow, the NASDAQ, which is our high flyer this year, or even the S&P, and you look at the last two years, where our levels are right now is about where we were two years ago. So it's been a rough road to hoe if you're just in traditional stock bonds and cash. So... What you want to do is try to find things that are not correlated with the stock market. So when bonds are moving negatively, you want to make sure you have other investments that are not moving in the same direction. When the stock market is moving negatively, you want to make sure you have other investments that are not moving in the same direction. So we will use what we call bond alternatives. And bond alternatives can be anything from an indexed annuity, to a fixed annuity, to a money market, to a CD, you name it. Um, We'll use something that can pay a good fixed rate of interest or a good fixed yield in an Environment where other things are struggling so you're always looking for those kind of alternative type investments to be able to produce that income be able to produce the results that you need when we go through those periods of time, which we're going through
1: right now, where a two or three year period, you really haven't had the normal growth rate. Yeah, alternatives are key. And I think th- I think they're going to be even more important as we've seen stocks and bonds fall with COVID. Stocks and bonds fall last year with the Fed raising interest rates. So just having stocks and bonds in your portfolio, that's pretty similar to your 401k, where you just don't have a lot of options. Art mentioned a couple options um, as alternatives, but I want to add a few more. You know we have we have a hedge fund in the portfolio it's a mutual fund you know last year it was up about eight percent in the negative market you know this year it's up about five percent so it's a good investment to have that uses more commodities uses more currencies futures just a different return path you know as well as you know we we've owned apartments we've owned farmland we've owned you know middle market bank we've owned senior secured loans i mean there's so many things out there you may not know of other than stocks bonds and cash so I think the 60/40 portfolio's kind of been dead and you know we we made a lot of adjustments to our portfolios especially that 40% side in December of 2020 with the you know end of the bond bull run that we've seen since the 80s.
0: So if you're listening this weekend and you hear them say additional opportunities for income in the market. What opportunities are there? Let's sit down with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. Let's have that discussion. 321-425-8550. There could be something that could benefit your retirement portfolio that maybe you haven't heard of. Maybe you don't know about. Nothing wrong with asking the questions That initial consultation. It's no cost. It's no obligation. Artofmoneyradio.com. All right. So I've teased you a couple of times this weekend here about how it's okay to cheat a little bit within a relationship. This study comes from Netflix. So they talked about the streaming habits of couples. 46% of couples have cheated. Well, that means that one spouse has watched or binged watched a
1: show without waiting on the other person. Guilty. Guilty. Stacy's guilty as well. <clears throat> so everybody. So more than that maybe a hundred percent on this radio station <laughs> has cheated on each other on Netflix. I got, I got my hand in the In air. the opening, Mark, I thought you were going somewhere different. I'm sorry. I responded so quickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so everybody listening right now. You are a bunch of cheaters. You're liars and you're cheaters because you say, I'll wait on you to watch this show. Have you watched or are you watching The Bear on Hulu? Mm -mm. No, but I've I've heard about it. It's so good. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, it'll bring you a little PTSD. But, man, it is such a really good show. But anyway, same thing. I told Gretchen, no, 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 I'll wait on you, baby. I'm already halfway through the second season. (laughs) And the thing is, apparently this is very common. Don't feel bad for cheating a little bit when it comes to your... Viewing habits. So for in a couple for the spouse who may want to be a little more risky with their retirement account, or maybe they want to make some adjustments, but not tell the other member of the marriage. How do you handle that conversation and how do you handle that situation when somebody wants to make some moves? But I'm not going to tell the other person I'm doing it first. (laughs) You're hilarious. But basically,
2: you can do that, right? So you're a married couple. Uh, We have a lot of married couples that will put all their money into the joint account, right? Joint checking. Um, But we also have some that have their own individual account. And then they take it from their individual accounts and put it into a joint account for their common bills and things like that. Mm But the one thing that's kind of nice, Mark, is usually you got a husband working somewhere, you got a wife working somewhere, right? So you have IRA money, you've got Roth money, and they're in separate buckets, right? Because they have to be with your social, just like your wife, Gretchen, she would have to have hers and her social, right? Mm -hmm. So you can have a different investment strategy than Gretchen can have. You know, so you both can kind of have an overall strategy, but individually, if you're the more aggressive, you can be more aggressive. And you can buy companies that do a lot of boxed wine and um, (laughs) canned uh, wine, Um, and then Gretchen would be like, "No, I want bottled wine companies, and I want companies that have um, tablecloths. I don't want to eat on the grass all the time." So, you know, you you can just have a lot of different generalization
0: right there, (laughs) well Wow,
2: you get my point. But basically, you know, you can be very specific in what you're buying and selling individually, even though. Together, collectively, we're still accomplishing the same goal. So it's actually something we can actually do for people quite often. And Luke and I have done that on on several
0: occasions. So it's almost like two different strategies, but you're still on the same page.
1: Correct. There's usually somebody who's the saver. Someone's the spender, Mm -hmm. and then there's somebody who's aggressive and somebody who's not. And so blended together, you kind of get to this. You kind of meet in the middle. Um, But it's funny because you know the one spouse will want to be super aggressive and the other won't, but they, if they just realize they're kind of blending their assets together, they're kind of balanced, right? right. Um, you get to the same spot, but it, it makes you feel better if you're the aggressive one and the market's up. And it also makes you feel better if you're the conservative one and the market's down. So, um, I, you know, We see all sides of of the table here, but, you know, it's very common to have different investment strategies within the same household. I mean, I
0: felt like you were talking to me there for a second because that's exactly what we do. We have two different accounts. (laughs) We have our bill pay account. And then I even have a little side account that Gretchen knows about. I'm not like revealing any secrets here, but, you know, I like to throw dice. I like to play golf. So I have a little side account just for my fun stuff yeah and you don't have to ask permission to use that because it's my money i'm not taking away from caroline's college well maybe a little bit of college fund.
1: does she have a side account uh I don't know. (laughs) Oh, maybe she does and you don't know. know That's a great question. What's mine is yours and yours is yours? There may be some
0: truth behind that. You know what? Maybe I need to sit down with the McPherson Financial Group with my wife. and uh, (laughs) Everybody
1: get on the same page Let us ask the question so you don't get in trouble. (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.